Good evening. Good evening, Tommy. Hey, it's actually it's actually working. We're live yeah, me, on the podcast. Me, me and you are finning now. <laughs> uh, best give us an intro. Good evening and welcome to the Tadcast. Today your guests are Grant and Finn Lorimer. They're part of the Team Lorimer fight team. And we've got Grant in now. How's it going, Grant? Not too bad, mate. Not bad at all. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Got um, I was speaking to you uh, about um, needing an operation a few months ago. Hello. And uh, good, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. Uh, uh, so I was just saying to your dad, uh, telling him about an operation I needed um, a few months ago, and yeah. I got got a letter through today, and it's come back perfectly bloody. Normal, routine, routine operation, nothing sinister. I had an MRI scan a few weeks ago. Just so you're, training, you're training again now? Well, it never never stopped me training. I've, I've had it about four yeah. years, particular thing. So you've been training with it all the time then? Yeah, and sit That's up right. to it. It's like you're sitting on a pebble. <laughs> At least you still train. Well, you, you just got to push through it, haven't you? Yep. So, uh, so the voice you're hearing now, viewers, is Finn Lorimer, Hello. the only guy to ever beat me in actual competition. <laughs> That's because it's the only one you've done so far, but there'll soon be some more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to, have to get that out there. <laughs> Give him a little big up. You don't have to count that on your record because that was only an interclub, so you don't need to count that one. Uh, it's, a, it's all on my personal record. Yeah, that community yeah. personal. Completely out, out bloody pointed me in that fight. You really did. I've got yeah. I was trying to fight points because I thought I'll try and fight points more of a point style, like in and out. If you got what I mean, more because there's a lot more on my toes. If you got what I mean, I was like, yeah. I'm bouncing there's... a lot. Yeah, I thought you were there for a jab. I've got <laughs> you aren't there anymore. No, it was good. It was a good one that Tommy won it. Like your first one, won it? Yeah, my very first competition. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of the time because I when it's your first competition, you quite like a lot of people are quite nervous. So well, like you'll have a game plan and then you'll come out and then you like totally forget like the game plan, and then you kind of but a lot of people just come out swinging. So like even like people have never fought before. And like they're not expecting to come out, so you literally all you need to do is take points and just pick them off. You're speaking about game plan. I didn't really go in there with a game plan at all. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone does till they get punched in the face. I was going to say because I did that charity boxing a couple of years ago um, where I work, and I had all this almighty game plan because lad who I was fighting, I knew him really well from school. And I knew that he'd be gassing out of his ass after about a minute or so because he'd just go hell for leather. So I thought, I'll let him just have a few jabs and stuff and let him go for it. Anyway, after first punch, well, both of us were just swinging like bad. I still um, think you won that fight, though. Well, I, 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 no, I think you did. I think you got robbed. I did, but never mind. <laughs> you got robbed. Uh, it was all for charity and I raised most money, so that was a good thing in end, I suppose. But, yeah... <laughs> Very respectable cause to fight for his charity. Oh, all, um, a lot of charity shows are stopped now because um, 
it was legions who were doing them and a lot of other people who was doing them was like claiming a lot of the money and giving only like, a small percentage to charity. Ah. Like a lot of them wasn't like so all the other ones weren't really giving them to charity. There was like as legions were giving their full literally all the ticket sales and everything was literally given to obviously charity. Yeah. They were just basically covering the cost for legions and then every other penny. They did about five or six altogether, something like that. And they raised more than some of the other well, we won't name the other club, but there's one other club local in York, um, just on outskirts. And they've done God knows how many in big at uh, York Barbican Centre. They've sold, they've sold out every time. And Legions in the couple that the five or six they've done, they've donated more money, double the amount of money to charity and what this other club has, um, which makes you wonder how much they keep for themselves. But at least they give some of it to charity still, I guess. So can't complain too much. Well, you've got a, you've got. A- You've got to bloody take into account all running costs, like you say. Yeah. But if it's marketed for charity, then that's really so. At least give most of it to charity, like eighty-five percent of it to charity, and maybe the rest to cover the costs. Because well, yeah, you've, you've got to cover your costs and that. Fair enough. Because I doubt the barbican's cheap. But no, it's not. I used to work there. <laughs> so. What, you say you used to work at Barbican. How what? How many jobs have you had? Well, technically, well, I'm what am I now? Forty-seven. Um, I've I've always worked same. Well, we were council up until a couple of years ago. We got took over by private company. So I've always worked for City of York Council in pretty much all their leisure facilities. So all their swimming pools, all their leisure centres. Even worked at Castle Museum in York a um, couple of times over years. So started as a casual lifeguard and worked my way up to a duty manager. So... Did you save someone's life on your birthday? Yeah, that was a couple of years ago, but we'll save that story for <laughs> later or another time. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, I'm sure the listeners will be thriving at the bloody ears to hear that. <laughs> well, it was couple, about four years. Well, whenever your birthday was, whatever. Have we lost him? Uh, it's just connected. You there, Grant, mate? Yeah. Um, yeah, went in a couple of minutes into my shift. Pool al- drowning alarm went off, and obviously when that goes off, you obviously go to the pool because there's either an emergency or a false alarm. Anyway, I got there, and there was some bloke having an heart attack. Um, managed to get him out at pool, me and one of the other lads who used to play for York Knights but worked in gym with us. Um, we ended up doing CPR on him and got defib out and we ended up actually using defib and shocking him. And within two, three minutes after that, he was talking as if nothing had ever happened. And paramedics couldn't believe it that we'd actually use defib on him because he was he'd come round that much. Anyway, Finn, me and Finn, a few times when we've been to Morrison's in York, we've seen him and he's a real, really grateful guy, he was he? He couldn't thank us enough and everything. So, defibs do work a lot of the time. So, wherever there's, well, they should have defibs all over the place, really, I think, but they are more popular now. Anyway, but yeah, he survived. 
Well, that's bloody yeah. brilliant, is that? Uh, all mouth to mouth and everything, all chest compressions were full flow on that and stuck defib. I had a couple of young staff working that day and obviously it's part of my jobs to look after your staff as well as your customers and everything. And we had one girl that told my boss, she said, oh, I was that good with the staff at looking after them and everything. She she said if she didn't have a dad, she'd like me to adopt her as a dad. So she, she was semi-joking, like, but it, it was nice to have compliment like that, that your staff know you look after them and care for them. So, so if that did actually happen in the in the crazy world, if he did adopt that, how would you feel, Finn, if you had an older sister just adopted oh, into the family? I wouldn't like it. <laughs> I, like, my mum always jokes about having another kid, but she always, I always go in there. I don't want another, like... I've got. We just got a dog. That's my brother. I have them as my brother. Don't want any babies. Careful what you say, Finn, because your mum's just walked in the house because I've just heard her. So careful what you say. <laughs> no more kids. No more. No mm-hmm. more little brothers or sisters. I've got too many cousins. There enough. No. Dogs just running with the otter. Dog with the My dog. My dog's obsessed with my dad. Wherever my dad goes, he has to be. Like, in my dad's, in my dog's, not in my dad, and my dad's gone out, he'll sit by the door and he won't, he won't move from the door. Like, unless I tell him, like, give him food, he won't move from the door. But you've got a bit of alpha male syndrome there. The dogs really respect the alpha male. At least someone in the house loves me anyway, that's one thing. My dog's uh, the same. He bloody he follows me around. But if I stand up, he'll he got a kitchen. He's, he's there just watching. Bloody if he knows um, what time of day I'm coming home from, because he, he stands at window and just got, watching for me. He's a wicked lurcher ah, right. called Sam. Yeah. Is when he was younger, I used to have him on a really big bloody training regime. And his leg muscles got to as big as my biceps. <laughs> uh, oh, thing is, with um, our literally, if I'm like pretending to hit my dad and stuff, if I pretend to hit my dad, he'll come after me. Like he'll attack me, not properly attack me, like playful attack me. But you're like, if I'm hitting dad, like, or if someone starts hitting him like as a jerk, he'll go after you. He won't hold back. Well, that in itself is. A blessing and a curse, really, isn't it? <laughs> well, it is for Finn. Gets beat by a dog. He'll go <laughs> go fight some meathead in a ring, but then gets attacked by a little cockapoo. <laughs> for those who don't know any context, this dog has seen more kickboxing than any dog I've ever known. <laughs> uh, he does, doesn't he? Bless him. Gets dragged around like Finn's poor little sister who gets dragged around to all his training and tournaments quite a lot. He will, stuff, he's, a, he's, a, he's allowed in the gym. He's allowed at four but it's not very busy. He comes in. So you, you mentioned all the travelling and that. What's it like travel, travelling about, uh, taking Finn to all these championships <laughs> all over the country? I love it, mate. Honestly, I do. It's just, it's hard because obviously you've got a daughter as well and she does her activities. Um, and it is tend to be me and Finn that goes to the majority of them. And obviously we, we just go wherever we can. And before lockdown, it was like most weekends and 
obviously it's all money and everything as you well. Know, when as... it wasn't that, it was teaming gun training and all that. Yeah, yeah, so, so you're travelling to a tournament and even if you get to a tournament, sometimes it could be one other person in your category, sometimes it could be six or seven. So you like travel like good two or three hours to a tournament, get there and you're only fighting for two or three minutes and hopefully you've travelled all that way for a win, which luckily Finn's not doing too bad to up until lockdown. Obviously he's had his losses was, as well. But... I was placing in the top three like... I was coming away with a medal or a trophy each time. Okay. So you, you briefly mentioned the credentials there. What have you won in your career um, then, Finn? I've won Revolution. Um, There's just a couple of, like, not comps what are going to get you, like, really well known, just a, like, comps what are going to get you Local ones. Local, yeah. local ones. So, like, I've won Revolution. I've won quite a lot of them. I've won... Um, I've got... British titles, WKR. I've got Scot. I've got a Scottish title. Um, I've got um, what else have I got? I've got quite a lot over there. I'm trying to look at which ones I've got. I've got quite a few. I've won quite a, a couple of English WKR ones. Yeah. Um, Last year I got when I went to the world. I got I got third and second. I cause I thought I got to the semis. Was it the semis when I fought yeah. the Irish kid? Yeah, so I got to yeah. the semi and I fought this Irish kid and I thought I'd won it. Like, because this, he, he wasn't the best fighter, but he wasn't the worst. He'd obviously done all right to get there. Um, and he beat me, but I thought I'd won. I thought I got robbed. Like, I thought I won that fight. Um, but I got robbed. So I, but this kid who we fought in the finals, the first time I'd ever gone to a world championships, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I didn't know how to cut weight, like what to do. Cut with, and I fought this kid from Guatemala who was a lot bigger. He's a lot bigger, um, and I was in a lot heavier section because I'd missed out by one kilogram, and to go in the lighter section, so I'd been fighting lighter and smaller kids, um, so I'd gone in the bigger section basically. Fought this Guatemalan kid, and you can't get near him. His sidekicks, something else, like you can't get near him. If, if you just run ran in, he, he would sidekick, and you just go. In, but mm-hmm. then I got sil I got a silver in the team event. Um, so basically, they pick three fighters. Or you can pick two or three fighters from each weight like class. And I got picked. And then, so I won. So each fighter fights each weight division in like from the different countries. And then obviously, I didn't have to fight the first. It was against America. I didn't have to fight because. We'd won the first two fights, so I didn't need to fight. And then we got to the fi- finals on the night. That was at, like, 7 o'clock. And we fought the Guatemala- I fought the Guatemalan kid. Um, we won one fight and then lost the other. But then the Guatemalans won one all over. So we got second in that. So, back to Grant. What, what, how would you console someone after getting so close but not quite making the final. It was hard, mate, especially first one. We went, like Finn said, we went over to, well, Dublin. go back to the beginning of it. We'd gone to Mark Long, where Finn was training over at Eworth. Um He'd said, oh, there's a tournament in a few weeks. Do you fancy going? And it was Finn. He'd done a couple of interclubs and things like that, a couple of fight nights. I didn't know the fight nights before. I just never a comp. 
And so Mark said, oh, I'm going to this tournament. I'm taking his son, Luca. Do you want to come? So we went because he knew Finn was just fight mad and wanted to fight. Um, so we, we got there. And anyway, Finn won his. Where did you come from? I can't remember. Do you come? Brit, you I won, won that? And that was my first ever British, literally my first ever comp. And I won a British yeah, title. You, yeah, you won that. And then, so one of my mates who goes to another local club in York, he said, Oh, you're going to Dublin then? in November I said what do you mean am I going to Dublin why would I be going to Dublin so he said well Finn's qualified I said qualified for what so we, what we didn't realise it was a nationals tournament and if you came in top four you got to represent England at the world championships so we're like oh Finn's like oh, I'm going to Ireland going to Ireland I'm like oh, hang on a minute hang on a minute what's this anyway Obviously, they're not cheaper, these tournaments, even when they're local, because you go as part of the team, and then you need all the kit and everything, all the team kit. So, anyway, long story short, we obviously no one else from martial arts for your wake longs was going, or they're not qualified. That was before everyone started mm. really fighting, because I was the only one who actually really wanted, wanted to, fight. to fight out of it. No one was bothered about it. No one even mentioned it. So, yeah, so we... Um, Told Mark we were going and that, and he said, "Oh yeah, great." And he knew this guy from this other club, and he'd message him and said, "Oh, he do us a favour when Grant and that get there, we uh, look after him for us." And like I say, I knew a couple of parents, of kids in this other team. So we got there, and we had to we were rushing, and we had to weigh in and everything. No, they were so, making us really rush to weigh in. Yeah, they kept ringing us saying, where are you? And this was like two o'clock in the afternoon. And we're like, and the waves oh. didn't end till six. No, it was four. But anyway, was it four, it was, whatever it was. anyway, so we got there, we weighed in and Finn was like less than half, just under half a kilo over. Because um, if it had been bang on 50, it could have been in the 50 kilogram category. But anyway, it was 50.4 or something. So he ended up being in the open weight category. Um, which if we'd have known, we could have, gone to sauna for uh, 10, 20 minutes, sent him for a big dump and a big piss and probably shit and pissed it out that half kilo easy. Anyway. We even we, have to go in the sauna. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, we didn't know. We got weighed in. Next thing, so we saw this lad who was helping from this other club who was helping look after us. And he said, oh, you should have sent him to sauna for half an hour. And we're like, well, we didn't know, you know what I mean? So anyway, cut long story short, we got to... Um, opening ceremony and then I think Finn fought on the Tuesday or the Wednesday can't remember I which thought, yeah because I didn't do points and did I yeah so mm. anyway first fight he fought this Guatemalan who was massive he was about 25 kilo heavier than Finn and all he had to do because of Finn's inexperience was just hold his leg up and Finn sort of walked into it quite a lot um, and that was just an experience we had no coach with us Um and it was like, right, that's it. What do we do for the rest of the week now? It was over. We'd gone all that, all that way to Dublin, spent thousands of pounds to get there. And it was like, right, oh, that's it. And <laughs> but, um, it the 25 kilo, over-exaggerating, he was about 25 kilo heavier than me. That, that isn't over-exaggerating. He was about... But, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure some people have seen picture on Facebook when we were in our <laughs> Dublin and Finn sat there. After, I took a slide picture of him. He's nearly in tears and stuff. Well, I was in I tears. Like this, I, I was in I know tears. He was, like I, I was in it, tears. But, I was yeah. crying my eyes. Um, and then I just said, well, 
what you're going to do next year? And he was telling me to shut up and all that, as kids do, teen kids do. And I was like, well, what you've got to remember is how you're feeling now. Um, and then fast forward a year, we went to Niagara Falls and we're on Canadian side. And no, it was on oh, the no, American, American side. American side, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, and when he got there, I just reminded him, showed him picture a couple of times of when he was in tears and stuff. And that spurred him on, like say, he got third place. So it's it's hard when you those those that are listening and that that have already got kids and stuff like and, or younger family and stuff. It's hard when you see them upset and stuff. But you just you've just got to give them that determination for a parent. It's heartbreaking, you know what I mean? Seeing your kid that's doing something they love and they're just so upset but you've just it's, it is that whole story of train hard and fight right. easy so get it working was, hard it was weird though because obviously like, I was in the kids class at this point and I was doing I was in between the kids and the adults class and I was doing both like obviously in preparation for the Dublin and also like at the club like I'm not like but, but I was like one of the best ones at the club at, like at Mark's so like, I was like the kind of the that best yeah. there. So and then obviously when I've gone to Dublin, I'm seeing the, all these kids from Canada, America, Ireland, Scotland, who are, like, are way above me at this point. Like probably won't have a chance against then, but now, but then I wouldn't have. And like it was really weird because I was like the little one. Like, well, weird. You got your Knowing that, like, you, you'll know for yourself, Tommy, when you've sparred with him and stuff like that, and some are instructors and some are adults, like, he's he, well, he's not 15 till this April, um, till two months' time, you know what I mean? And, like, when I watch when he's training and stuff, I see some at punches and kicks that go on at him, and I think, bloody hell, how does he take that? And I think because he's been doing it for a few years now and you lot see him when you're sparring and that, you think, oh, at least I know I can go hard on him. But probably I've I had think... mum worries now a lot though, don't she? Because obviously the incident, what happened. So mum panics a lot now. Yeah, he got a concussion once in a fight night. So... Couldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, what does that feel like well, getting concussion? I, I can't remember. Cause I was, it was quite, it wasn't, it wasn't mild. It was quite. I, I got out of the ring and I was saying, um, to my dad, did I what happened? Did I win? Did I? But obviously, when I draw, I usually say to my dad, what do you think? Like, do you think I won? Draw? I look like his opinion. And he went, no, you definitely. And I kept asking and asking. Then I was getting angry. I start, I, didn't I start hitting the like the chairs? Yeah, I was getting I angry. Remember. So I was getting really annoyed. I was like proper hitting the chairs, getting like ah, oh, what's like, and then. I got took outside by Jack and Nicky. They were trying to calm me down, but I couldn't really remember anything. So my mum's kind of trying to stay calm at this point. You was calm. And then so it was, and then I got took to hospital. Um, how long was we in there for? Like four hours? Uh, we got there about we got ten, in quick... half ten. And then we left, just kept observations on him, but left it till about two in the morning and said, right, you can go. Just I regret you know, fighting that weekend because I was supposed to be going to another World Championships a week after. Um, the WKO one, the, literally the week after. But 
I wanted to fight on Tony's show. And I, I want, I was like, I kept saying, have I got a matchup? And I, he eventually matched me up with a 16 year old. He's about six kilos heavier um, than me. Um, so I think he's just, I got knocked down. Was it twice or once? Once, I think. Yeah, yeah, I got knocked down. He, he, he was no, he didn't knock me down with a Superman punch. He did, yeah, he did. You know, it was a Superman. He knocked me down with a Superman punch. I was like, whoa! I got straight back up, but I think I don't think it was a Superman punch what caused the concussion. I think it was in the first round. I don't even think it was a knockdown that punched the no, it was a concussion. To be honest, it was but... when he punched me. The um, Superman was like right in the middle of the head, like the center, like the nose. I it just, I just went a bit whoa and just fell mm-hmm. over. It wasn't really that wasn't the knockdown. I don't think what caused it, to be honest. But it might have been that you fell he over as well. To, uh, when with I watched punch that back, he was trying to sweep me down. a lot of the time, and like he was trying to push me against. But it's a lot harder when you're fighting someone who's six kilos heavier and he's pushing you against the ropes, and I'm trying to push him kind of thing away when you're six kilos heavier. So obviously, like. If you don't fight, people watching this will probably think six kilos is not is nothing. But when you're fighting, it's a big, big difference. Even a kilo is a big difference. It certainly is until you get yeah. so far Once you're an adult, I don't think it obviously matters as much. But when you're kids, it obviously matters a lot. Well, the weight classes in UFC, you've got, you've got featherweight, uh, not uh, flyweight, 125. Bantamweight, 135. Featherweight, 145. Yeah. Lightweight, 155. Welterweight jumps up an extra five, up ah. to 170. And another 15 up to middle 185. But from 185, you've got bloody... Tw- that, then it jumps up another five pounds between the like, heavyweight really category. watched the UFC. Up. I've never been... I watched, like, do you know, like, the main ones, like... Conor McGregor, um, Khabib, um, all, and all, Darren Till and all them. Like, I would watch them, but I'm very, very, very big into boxing. Every time boxing is on, me and Dan will watch boxing. I, I know every, like, every fighter mainly in boxing, every promoter, most of the rule. As the UFC, I'm not, I like it, but I've never been, I've just never got into it. If, if you get what I mean? I've just never, I don't know why boxing appealed to me. Oh, it, just, it just did. Well, you might enjoy the next uh, yeah. couple of episodes we've got lined up. We've got professional uh, Frank Warren signed boxer coming up at the weekend, and then information from a another professional boxer who's also a coach at a gym in York. Oh, no, I think I think I'm a who? Is he ex? Is he an ex boxer? Yeah, yeah, I think I. Think I don't believe he does it anymore. Any chance? Does it begin with H? What? Oh, it's not them. No. Not <laughs> I won't give away any more information. A bit of a surprise when it comes on live. Something to look forward to. There you have it. It sounds really bad, this, but like, a couple of times I've had messages saying, oh, Finn got a match-up for Finn, he's four or five kilo heavier, or he's three or four years old, and I just think, well, I, I know he spars with a lot of adults, and they do go hard on him, and I know it's different sparring, even for the bits that I've done, but 
I just think, well, get him in there. It's life skills, but I'm, his mum's not. I don't care. His mum's not always happy. I am bothered. <laughs> like, if I don't want to get hit, I just need to keep my guard up. But I don't. And that's how I get hit. I, t- I tell you something. I, I remember the first couple of times I sparred Finn. I didn't know how old he was, and he were getting me with like rebound off a rope, shots, and I was getting pretty pissed off. So I did go hard, and, and he yeah, taught me he were fucking say, thirteen yeah. at the time. And it, Everyone feels bad. Uh, they'll go with me, and they'll go, oh, "How old have you been?" And then like they'll go, "I'll go thirteen, four. Well, now I've said fourteen, but before that, I'll go thirteen, twelve. And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa sorry." I'm like, "I'm not bothered. Like, I'm not. If if it was too bad, I would say stop." Like, I learned after like getting concussion if someone is like proper pounding me in the full on adult I was saying no like stop hello 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 uh, I'm still here Tommy don't know where Finn's gone it says he's still connected because my phone uh, went off so I had to quickly yeah yeah but, but yeah, it's fun, it's funny the parents seeing some at faces because they'll start with Finn and they'll go a bit hard and that. And then they'll say, oh, how old is he? Because oh, obviously he's always been quite tall for his age. And then you look at them and they feel bad when they find out how young or old he is. And I just say, oh, no, go on, just carry on. Just obviously don't go full pelt on him, but just give him as good as he gets till he, he says stop because obviously like when you first did it you were fairly new to it or you knew to meeting Finn and stuff so you didn't know what his experience was and because he was big and stuff you probably thought I'll give this lad a few knocks and stuff and then you, you feel a bit bad sometimes when you realise how young they are but no he's, he changed with adults so treat him like an adult until he gets that says no you know what I mean but you can only improve I'm by not, fighting better people. I'm not stupid enough. If someone's going full pal, I'm not scared to say stop. But the problem but, is, like, a lot of the time, if I'm starting to, I'll get cocky, cocky and I'll put my hands down, especially with, like, newer people, and I'll just start. I won't, like, putting me on my back or out, because I've seen when people do that, and then get that's knocked That's disrespectful. I think that, it? yeah. I don't like when people they'll touch, pretend they're touching gloves with you, so they'll put their hand out to pretend they're touching gloves with you, and then they'll hit you straight away. So they'll go. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm, I know somebody. Who, I know somebody where uh, it's pretty good at that skill. Was <laughs> <laughs> that thing after he's had it done to himself? <laughs> he, he started doing it now and again. It, I remember a couple of times in our fight, I thought, "Oh, he's just touching gloves," and then I, all of a sudden, no, he, oh my god, jab. Um, I like my hand quite far out and my back hand really I like because I'm quite tall I like it out if you get what I mean it's like because obviously I'm tall so I can keep you like trying to just keep you away for as long as I can like especially if I'm losing like I think I'm losing like I'll keep my hand away for as long as I can mm-hmm. but um, I've got this really bad habit right after every round of a fight I'll go to my league whoever it is dad my dad Am I winning? Am I winning? Am I winning? And I'll ask him constantly because I might think, oh, no, I've lost that round, even though I could have like just gone and like, um, like smashed him up for a, a round. I'll still go, am I winning? I remember Mark once hitting me on the head saying, sure. He just told me to shut up. Because you know what he's like. You know what he's like, Tommy. He never shuts up, does he? So he just gets told to shut up quite a bit, but obviously goes in one ear and out the other. 
funny you should say that. I remember a time it, it must have must have come in. I don't don't know what he's been doing. I had a couple of cans of coke before and some. I don't like fizzy drinks. That's one thing I've never done. Never touched a fizzy drink. And the viewers are. He started jabbering on it before before we all bowed and everything and started warming up. I still do when we're warming up. And he did not stop until he until after he went home. I'm sure you were jabbering to you once as they were going home as well, Grant. Talks in his sleep, mate. Honestly. I like I like I just I do like winding Lee up now and then in case it's quite it's quite funny in time. But then I've seen I've seen Lee fully annoyed and I like if I saw him like that, I, I, I think I would show up. Uh, it does command a bit of, a bit of discipline, does Lee, doesn't it? Worse when you're in PTs with him, though. That, that's, that's not nice. If you do PTs with him, that ain't nice. One of the only times I've ever thrown up from exercises from one of Lee's PTs. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even one of Jack's. I remember... Uh, I came close, I had to go outside for one of Jack's, but I managed to catch my breath and I didn't quite, I held it down. But... To, be, to be fair though, Tommy, was that your second or third or fourth class in a row that you'd done by the time you were nearly throwing up? Because you do like, you and Dan, you do like doing your two, three, four classes, don't you, in one evening and stuff. But you you got to get your conditioning. <laughs> exactly. So... Anyway, tournaments, Tommy. I was listening to your Spencer podcast the other day, and you were chatting about tournaments. Do you fancy any? De- definitely. Yeah, because ho- hopefully there's going to be a few once all this lockdown finishes. And to be fair, like I know when Finn first started with tournaments, that first one we were on about and went to Bradford, and. Mark, he went with Mark, but up until then, nobody. I think within the club, a few years back, everyone used to fight, and then gradually, it's like there's nothing worse than sitting in a sports hall from like nine o'clock on a Sunday morning till six, seven we o'clock got, at night, and you're only like ten o'clock at night sometimes, half ten. We yeah. sat there all day. It is a long day, isn't it? Just from that one I did. It, yeah. it, Every long day. Like fight nights are a lot better. I think not just because you're waiting around, I just like the atmosphere more. I like the, I love the ring walks, like the be- like title fights, like five rounders. I love all them, and I just love the atmosphere of fight nights. So, so what were it like on your first big fight? What were you My thinking? First big fight. Um, I people don't think I do, but in my head, I get very, very nervous. And like people obviously think I'm quite confident and like not bothered, but it gets to it, and then I'm like, I'm very, very nervous. Like I do get very nervous. Like, so, but let's say when you first got told you're going to have your first big fight, what what went through your head? Um, excited. Like, um, which which do you class as your first big one though? Finn? I think. Because your very first one was that Paul Lynch's in Leeds. I think, I think um, against tw- Sam Bevan. That one, when I fought for it. Was it a British? Oh, um, no, I think that was my first big yeah. one. Like, where I was properly like, yeah. My first title fight when I fought Sam Bevan. Was it in English or British? Yeah, where did we... Tamsworth. It was in Tamsworth. British. It was a British Tamsworth. Tamsworth title fight. 
bless him, Mark, we'd, we'd have gone over Easter weekend, it was, on the Saturday. That's a cut way We went all the way over there and spent all day. I was on the last flight home. Bless Mark, he'd left all his family for we well that day because we didn't get back till nearly midnight and set off at like eight in the morning. And and that thing with coaches, I thought I can see why they don't want to go to um tournaments and stuff like that, because what like I was saying before Finn interrupted as usual, is <laughs> we'd gone over to um Bradford for tournaments and I think from what happened from years ago, some within clubs and that Aikham and all that the they used to go to them, but then people got sick of waiting in sports halls all day because it was mainly adults that went and the heavier weights always went last. And I think people just got sick of it. And then obviously we went to that tournament with Mark and Kip Finn came back and a couple of kids that you were starting saying, oh, I wouldn't mind doing that. I wouldn't mind doing that. And because Finn trained at all the clubs, um, we'd go to Wakeham and... People like Lou Barrett would say, oh, I fancy doing that again. I hadn't done that for a while. And other people, then Kay would say it. And then, obviously, Lee came on board after a while. Lee had been living in um, Liverpool and Normanton and places. And then he, he used to train with Craig, apparently, a few years back and then came back to York. So then Lee became part of coaching set up. Um, and then, obviously, Lee being an ex-fighter, and into loads of major tournaments and stuff. He he got the buzz for Top it again. And but before that, um, like after Finn's first tournament, he's like, "Oh, I want to do another one. I want to do another." So I was like, "Well," and I said to Mark, "Oh, there's a tournament such and such weekend because you see it all on Facebook." And Mark's like, "Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know if I can make that because Mark's got a full time job as well." Um, mm-hmm. So a couple of times it was like, because I know when you messaged me the other day and you said, oh, you'd like to get a parent's slash manager's perspective. So I, I sort of laughed to myself, but I'm not his manager by any shape or form. And don't get me wrong, I've trained at youth a few times, but I wouldn't have a clue what I'm doing properly. I think you kind of are. But, but, but funnily enough, when he's done um, like caught like continuous, and I've been in his corner. He's not be he's not been beaten when I've been coaching him. So I've got hundred percent. Yeah. I've got hundred percent coaching record. And like it's a lot. It's a lot of sites you've coached um, for. Like it's not just one or two. A lot. A lot. Mm. It's not just one, two fights. He's coached me for a lot of fights. So yeah. So, so when you're in the corner, what's going through your mind? Well, I sort of. I know, I know you have, like when we went to that first world championships, and like I say, the guy was looking after us, and I was watching him when he was talking to his guys. And it was little things like when, say, for referees broke him up and they put him back into the centre, it was like saying, right, make sure you get onto that, that, that centre spot before that other guy does, so you're dominating. And, and it's little things like that, but yeah, you can, like, and. Uh, Oh, done um, what it does to me, probably. You all done what it's done to me. Yeah, my screen just got yeah. Um So, yes, so sometimes you, you very rarely hear Lee or anyone else shout. A good, very rarely needs to shout because once you're on them mats, I know when I did my charity boxing, I didn't hear a single word any coaches said to me. 
because my adrenaline was going and I don't whether it was nervousness, excitedness or what, but I sort of just watch what he's doing and give him a little bit of guidance of what I think, which is nowhere near what Kane, Lee and Mark and Craig and all them can give him. But he just wants to fight and he wants to go to tournaments. So I'm not if there's no coaches available or no coaches are going to these tournaments or any other fighters, then I'm, I'm going to take him. And some people well, might think that's irresponsible as a parent because I'm not a coach and I'm not a kickboxer. So why would you take your kid and put him in that position? Um, but I just think once they're on their mats, they've they've got the knowledge. It's up to them then once they're on, they've stepped onto them mats. There's, you can't take over for them, so and there's a referee there anyway. So that's the way I look at it. But rightly or wrongly, I'm not saying I'm right. But but now it's great because obviously martial arts field have got the team going for the team fighting and stuff. And there's more and more young kids and adults now. You had John Lambert on the other day. I remember he's been to a couple of WKO tournaments and. It's putting, well, not pressure, because I know they want to do it, but some of the coaches are like, oh, yeah, we'll go to this tournament, we'll go to that tournament. So it's a, it's a little bit easier for me, but, for, like, without sounding big-headed, I don't know if he always wants me in his corner, no matter who's coaching. Well, yeah, I do. Like, well, if Lee, Mark or Craig are not there, I don't care what other coaches are. Like, I, don't, I don't care if they're, like, a three-time world champion. I'll have my dad. Yeah, that's fair enough. That so at least you know what to to do as you're told when even your dad says even, something. Even, even if Mark Mark Craig is there or Lee's there, I still want my dad in my corner. Well, you say you don't have any experience, but watching from the outside, you can see, like, for for example, let's say he needed to close the distance with a sidekick. He got carried away halfway through the round. Yeah. You, you'd see, hopefully, yeah. You'd see that, and you'd be. You would probably, you would know, like mm. if I started rushing, like because I hurt, I, he would know when to tell me to like calm. He, like he'll know, you know, all the basics. Like, well, <laughs> some of them, yeah. The and to be fair, when like when Lee's coaching, Mark Craig or Kay, whoever, I, I, I do, I do listen to him and. The, like a few of them have said to me, "Oh, why don't you join in and all this?" And, all, and I'm like, because of my shifts and stuff like that, I can't commit and all that. And obviously, I've got daughter as well and dogs. So, for the past uh, yeah, but no training's been going on either. But it's I, I listen and I watch them, and I did I did a ref WKKC um, refs course before lockdown last year. There was a couple of us did that and. Just to give me more experience, because since Lee came on board, obviously the cl- the club did start doing a lot more points fighting as well. Um, and Finn had never, well, they'd never really trained in that. Whether it was you or Fake, um, no, none of coaches that really, or we'd never been there when they'd done points. But then Lee came on board and they started doing a lot more points. Um, and I remember one day sat uh, one at can't remember which tournament it was, WKOs, I think. And Finn a couple of times said, oh, I might do points. And he's one of these, he's a bit of a gobshite, I'll do this. But like you said before, he does get a bit nervous sometimes. 
Anyway, I'd entered him into it and I didn't tell him when we got there. And I said, fancy doing points for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't be that hard, can't be that hard. And I don't. I think we'd only done about three training sessions in club at it. Yeah, well, I said, so, so I said, oh, that's good then. I said, because I paid for you to do it. We went, uh, 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 and he went white as a sheet. It was hilarious. He was like, 10 minutes later, he was like, I'm not doing points. I've never done it. Anyway, Got second in his first points tournament. I, not, I remember I hadn't even done a training session because Lee wasn't even there. Because Lee wasn't like I, I, I didn't even know. No, I didn't. It was, it was at an Ippon. It was at an Ippon one, and I didn't even know Lee. Lee hadn't come to the club at that point. And I'd never done points. I'd all I did is threw a jab when they yeah. rushed in at me. I just went whoa and just stuck my hand out and I scored but a yeah. point. But yeah, he got second in his first points competition. So. He started going, yeah, I'll do that again, <laughs> thinking it was quite easy. But I know Lee actually fought very good kids. He was like, oh, yeah. I know Lee always says he fights his like continuous, like his points, and a lot of it does cross over. But it's it is totally different. But some of it does cross over. It's quite it is interesting, but it's hard to referee it. I tell you that for nothing. So because you just miss the slightest little thing, then you've got coaches on both sides coming in, he scored a point and so you give it you sort of give a point and then they go, yeah, that never even connected and all this and I remember Interclub I did some there, um and it was the first one I'd ever did and we had a couple of other clubs, not more parents. No, is it, it was it was this one kid. Yeah, it was more parent kids and coaches, I think, and parents because some of parents get a bit abusive, let's say. Well, it's enjoyable. So, you've mentioned Finn's done a bit of points, he's done a bit of light con. How would you say, What? well, what would you say your style is if, you, for example, you're in a completely uh, non-rule-specific tournament, so it, it could be o- open rule set, yeah, what would you start? Um, yeah. Prob- well, I don't I'm not flexible, like, I can kick high, but I'm not flexible. Don't I think when I kick some, high, it's, uh, I think when I kick telling low, I think when I people, kick high, don't be telling too many people that, because some of your opponents might be listening. <laughs> I don't I be giving fight, you tricks away. I can, I, can fight, I can fight in all different ways. Uh, don't bother. Um, well, yeah, I think it's the adrenaline more when I kick high, like, it's more just because I'm excited. That's true then. Sorry, man. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, audio's back on. Yeah. Um, cause I think it's more the adrenaline. You know, when I'm like kicking high, like I think it's more just the adrenaline getting. But I'm, I think I'm more of a boxer style. Like I love the way Tyson Fury fights. Like just what the way he flicks his jab out and like. Oh, have you seen um Josh Kelly? Is yeah. Um, I love the way he fights. Really slick, and he just hits you, and you he's gone. Like very slick, like that's the way I like to fight quite slick with my hands, not really low down, but a bit like lower. If you get what I mean, so shots are coming up, where they're not like they don't see them. But I would quite like to do a leg kick one day, like K1 one day. Well, little fight, not a little fighter. I suppose he he would be little because he's a Thai fighter. But if you if you like that sort of style, fucking. Maybe check out somebody called Lerdzilla. He's a Thai fighter and he's he's really fucking so like that without evasiveness. Yeah. His skill. I love 
um, Michael Venom Page, like the way he fights in MMA. Oh, um, like, it's point, it's po- it's points in MMA the way he fights. It's like you you, you cannot hit him. And it is out of there. You can't hit him. Get the takedown as well, isn't he? The early losses add to that Douglas, but that was a slip. That was just one stupid thing he did wrong. Well, that's... I think he'll beat. I think he'll come back and beat him. Though. Well, Lee you said know. on his podcast, MVP is really good at rematches. I I love right. If I lose, I'll get in the mood and then I'll demand a rematch straight away. Every fight, like a lot of fights I've lost, I'll demand a rematch and then beat him again, and then beat him. Well, I'm a true fighter if you can actually come back and win the rematch. Conor McGregor's done that a lot. Come back, lost, come back. Will like, come- like, I know on I know on paper they say losers, but I know within the fight scene it, it's never a loss. It's always a learning experience. But I'm old school. You do lose, but as long as you learn from it and take away from what you've learned, learn what you've. You know what I mean? When you've had that fight, you learn all the bad that you've done, but you also take away the good as well. Um, but it's it's win or learn to me. That's the way I look at it. You never lose. Um, you just get back on that train. You get back training. You wait for your next fight and go for it again. So, continuing on with a line of conversation, what we just started... What would you say your single most favourite punches? To, this is a question to you both. God, you can go first. Well, not being a fighter, neither with the stuns your opponent, really. <laughs> but um, I like the power ones. Any of the powerful ones, so the jab, the jab's the most important. Of course, it is. Oh, yeah. You've just got to jab away, jab away, and tire them out and stuff. But when some of them, I know a lot of people say makers because they swing them, but any of the hooks and the crosses and just even like when you watch them at boxing, like Finn loves his boxing and we watch it a lot. I, he knows everything about it, but I just enjoy watching it. Don't really know a lot about any of it. But sometimes you just can see that punch coming, but that opponent just can't do anything about it. And it's just sometimes they've just got so much power on them, but... I just love seeing them powerful ones, whatever it is, whether it's a hook, a cross, uppercut. I don't like the action when you watch in boxing, you see someone getting an uppercut and Ed goes back. I, I, it must be, I've got to say uppercut, yeah, it must be for me. Uppercut, nice deadly maneuver. Yeah. Very famous from Tyson. Yeah. So what about you, Finn? Um, a jab. It's literally just a jab. I think it opens up to a lot of shots because if you're constantly jabbing and jabbing and jabbing they're going to get sick of that jab like being in the face and I like like doubling it one body one head Um, I think I think it was Joshua who said Anthony Joshua went a good right hand can take you around the block but a good jab can take you around the world that's what he said because a jab opens a jab opens the doors to everything he kick any kick, any punch, and in any combat spot, like a jab opens up the doors to combinations. Do you get what I mean? That's a very grown up, grown up response from you. <laughs> he, he has his moments. He could, <laughs> as much as, like I say, he's only young still, but 
and he has his childish moments, but he can be grown up quite quite sometimes. <laughs> so, what about kicks? Single kicks? I don't like throwing it, but I, I like it. I think it works effective, effectively, however you say it. Um, a lead roundhouse. I think rears are good. Like, I do like throwing rear roundhouses because you get a lot of more power off them. But I think... A, Jab lead roundhouse kick. Um, I remember in a fight, and I was like, Mark was like, Jab lead roundhouse kick straight. And, it, it and we lost and Finn, I believe. Have we lost? Hello? Yeah, you're there, Finn. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm yeah, still here. Um, it, Mark just kept going, Jab lead and literally it landed every single time. And I use it a lot. Just Jab lead roundhouse kick or lead roundhouse kick cross. Probably. So lead roundhouse. I'm a- I don't really try many turners. I don't, I don't try them really. The lead, the lead roundhouse kick. It, I, I do yeah. like it myself, but it's one of them things you get, oh. you d- jump into the rabbit hole. You get bloody awakened to so many different possibilities of throwing that lead roundhouse kick. To be fair, to be actually, I do like a defensive side kick. I've landed that. Like, there's a video of me where I landed sharp right, like right into the body. I literally step back, move to a side, and just. Like pop it out, and he he goes flying back. Like I just step back, lead round those um, side kick even leads out. I do like that defensive side kick, but probably the lead round those kick because you can use down points as well. So what about you, Grant? I know I know you're a boxer, and you. Well, I like, and I never I can never work out how they land because they seem so slow, but the spinning kicks. Uh, spinning hook kicks and stuff and I just think as a spectator you watch it and you see it becoming a mile off you see it especially a lot of fighters you watch it and you you know it's going to come as a spectator but then even some of the good fighters that you see still don't manage to avoid them and I, I look at them as a spectator and think how the hell did they not move from that because you see the the person about to throw it, you see them turn, but it lands, and you just think, how the hell can they not see it coming? But like I say, I've seen some good fighters at tournaments, and they've had it done to them. And it, it, but it when it when it's in full motion, it just looks amazing. But it looks so slow. I know when you guys are training and I'm watching, and I, th- I think even s- some of the like more experienced ones, I think. How oh, did he not just see that? Come, he's just been hit with it. How come? And it, it is, it's amazing when the when the land. Um, so it's got to be any spinning kicks for me. From personal experience, by getting kicked by him, I know, I know when I get caught by him, I focus, you know, as the turning round, I'm like, fuck, yeah, thinking that's a punch or something, and then it's by the time I realised, oh shit, no, <laughs> yeah, you're on floor. <laughs> lump out my lungs or something like that but yeah some of them like when you see them doing they just look like slow motion and I know when you guys are training whether it's you were faking four parts I'll see the instructor break it down really slowly and then they'll do it normal speed and even when they do it normal speed I think how did you not see that coming because it's so slow but the land and obviously people use them for years and years and they work and they can be devastating, some of them, when they land. 
So, yeah, spinning kicks for me. So we're in. I wish I could do one. <laughs> I wish I could do one. So we're into the last five minutes of the podcast now. So a couple more points we can rattle through. Extra extracurricular training. What training do you get Finn doing outside of um, outside of actual kickboxing? Then, to be honest, I don't push him at all. Um, now, once again, that could be a good or a bad thing. I just think if he wants to be world famous or a world champion, he's got to put the effort in. Now, his diet is horrendous at the minute because um, he's, he's fussy like me. He won't try different things, but. Like tonight, he's going to go out for a run. He went out last night. But if I can only guide him and say, this is what you need to do, he's got to be the one that wants to do it. So off you go, <laughs> sort of thing. You, if, if he asks me what he think, I think he should do, I can give him guidance. Like I say, I've worked in leisure for long enough. I've watched kickboxing sessions for last on and off for the last seven or eight years. Um, so I can give him a bit of guidance. And obviously, we haven't done any one-to-ones for god knows how long but he does his one-to-ones with lee and stuff when lockdown's not happening and lee will tell him what he needs to work on and stuff like that so to me you've got to have the self-motivation and to do it and if you want to become a world champion yeah so it's up to him so what training do you do outside of kickboxing then finn i try to do as much running as i can um my mate's just started, probably my best mate, he's just started kickboxing. I think he used to do boxing, all right? And he's been saying, um, oh, I really want to train more. I really want to train now. We'll go out for runs. So, obviously, when he wants to do that, obviously, I want to do it more. Because it's like, the problem is with like boxing and kickbox- any combat, it's, um, it's just like you. It's a you sport. Like, you have to motivate yourself. It's um, like, if you do football, rugby, basketball, it's a team sport. And you have to, like, you're all with each other. As boxing, kickboxing, it's a self-motivated sport. So it's like, if you want to do it, you have to put the hours in. And if you don't put the hours in, well, you'll be very lucky if you get anywhere. Yeah, in team so, sports, you can be lazy, but in sports where you're doing it by yourself, you, you get picked off if you're lazy, don't you? So the problem is people, it's obvious. people, like, you can talk and, like, say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But you have to go and then back it up and then that's where all the training comes in. Exactly, exactly. So, before we finish... Hello? Hello? Tommy's left us already. I've just just found me saying... (laughs) This one is not the usual Yorkshire sayings. This is a book of country sayings. I'll read you the blurb. Country folk can draw upon generations of accumulated wisdom and know-how on every topic from farming to domestic life to calendar customs and weather law. This little book, complied of 80 years of the Countryman magazine, one of the oldest and most respected countryside magazines in the world. I've never heard of it before. It brings together the best and most amusing country sayings, proverbs, superstitions and old wives' tales. So I need each of you to pick a number between four. Uh, oh no! Um, from six to one hundred and twenty-seven. Go on, you forty-seven. For me. Forty-seven. One hundred. Yeah. Forty-seven and a hundred, Roger. 
We've got 40 seconds left of the Tadcast, I believe. <laughs> so here's Grant's by hook and by crook, an expression that reminds us reminds us of the peasants' right on the medieval manor to collect wood for fuel. The hook was for cutting green wood, and the crook was for breaking off dead branches. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Finn's was, sheep should never hear the church bells ring twice in the same field. Oh, sheep right. fed fresh grass. No, because it should be on your plate, like first bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's actually just allowed us to run over an hour. So this oh, has yeah. just stopped the hour seg. The hour bloody issues. <laughs> yeah. So, I've kept you for an hour. I suppose we best leave it there yeah. for now. Thank is there anything? No, I've been good. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, I've got sponsors. Yeah, just... I've got. I've got some sponsors. Well, we're looking. We're going to be looking I've for got, you um, as soon as we're out to start. Let agency. State agency. I've got yeah. um, secure care. Well, I don't know what they do. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, we're, we're going to be looking for new ones. Obviously, once we're allowed, because obviously we're open to any big tournament. Well, in all tournaments, we're going to be getting all names down for Tagley in a few as well. So, might be worth when we get back, Tommy, having a word with Lee and seeing which ones he recommends. Because there is for all fighters anyway that are listening. There's some tournaments that are better for beginners and stuff like that, and there's others that are more aimed for more. Advanced and stuff, so it'd be good to see a few more newer faces. Well, not newer faces, but a few of the regulars that train going to tournaments as well. So, and it's only good for martial arts for you as well. Just so, get some more medals. Hopefully, people, hopefully, hopefully, people like yourself, Dan, getting down, and some of others, older ones and younger also, ones. Because obviously, we've got. Go on, you go on. Also, that. People, a lot of people like say Lee's not going, but we're going. You can still go, cause a lot of people think Lee's not going, so we're not. But we we literally, if you we're going to a tournament, tournament, feel like you shouldn't go, cause we'll be there. So, and um, you can't really get much advice from a multiple British champion. <laughs> I've conned a few people. <laughs> so. I suppose, I suppose uh, I'll thank you for that, and um, I'll I'll thank you for coming on the podcast as well. No, thank you for inviting us, Tommy. It's been great. It's all right. If you ever need to come back on to advertise any fights, you're more than welcome. Thank you. Ah, oh, nice one. Will do. Yes, definitely. Thank you. And uh, yeah, it's no worries. Cheers to you, to you as well. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Take care, Tommy. Have a good Bye. evening. All right. Good evening, guys. Right. See you in a bit.